Gene George. Are we doing for real recording? Yeah, we're gonna try it. Okay. Can you read that again? Sorry. No, 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 just keep it recording. I'll edit this out. Or maybe not. Now it's hilarious. All right. Good evening and welcome to Juniper Creek. I'm Roman Grant, the prophet of these lands. In the spirit of the holiday season, we'd like to sing a song for you. The wives should be here any moment now. Radio Minute is on the air. I am Gene George. I'm Brody Foster Hubbard. Um, when last we left the Shaky Town Radio Minute. Gene George wanted to talk a lot more about 30 Rock. <laughs> I did. I don't really have anything to talk about, actually, about 30 Rock. Did Fra- you know? Frankly. I have something I want to talk about what? about 30 Rock. Did you know that there is a gentleman on the show, uh, a writer named Matt Hubbard? He is... A graduate from Beverly High School in Beverly, Massachusetts in the class of 1996, which makes him approximately my age. Uh-huh. And a Hubbard, writing in television, writing on one of the most... So there's already, they already have one, so you can stop. In half hour they do. They don't have one in one hour. Well, I, I think it doesn't count. I think it doesn't matter. Choice. I think it's just, like, it's just like when you go to get your SAG card, if there's somebody else named Brody Foster Hubbard, you need to figure out, you need to go like by B.F. Hubbard or... When Bozo you, Hubbard. When you said SAG, we had off mic just stopped talking. We had just had a conversation about the dog and her nipples because she is a mother of seven puppies. and A proud mother of seven puppies. Oh, sponsored by Dr. Pepper. Um, and it just made me think of that. So you're thinking about your dog's tits is what you're saying. <laughs> when you say it that way, it sounds like an awful thing. Well, it is. It is kind of awful. You, you're the one who says she should have nipple rings. I'm, well, because you were holding her up. Yes. You were displaying her dugs prominently. Well, that was, yeah, it was not the uh, the aim of the holding up. The aiming of the holding up was because so, I thought she looked cute with her uh, arms in the air like Superman. Um, or I thought you wanted her to wave her hands in the air and wave them like you don't care. That's right. I'm going to close this thing of Matt Hubbard because I don't want to think about how there's another Hubbard working in show business. They're, they already have a Hubbard. Um. Would that you, explains a lot. That explains a lot of why you're having trouble. I'm not having trouble now. I'm working. I'm good now. <laughs> no, I don't. But yes. Maybe because uh, that show's wrapping up. I, I feel like that show will be wrapping up soon in the next season or so. It's been on a while. Well, I, the, well, I mean, I, I, Alec Baldwin's I, character basically said, you probably only have two more years in you, and that was last season. Right, right. <laughs> so that would put them at season. Well, they just got renewed. They True. literally just got so renewed for season So they have at least one seasons. more season. Right. And Mad Men has two more seasons. Do they renew for two? Are they renewed for two, and uh, Matt Weiner said they would do no more than three. Oh. He said that the show ends at the end of season seven. Okay. That's when... Don uh, Draper goes on a shooting rampage and kills everyone at uh, <laughs> Sterling Cooper, Draper Price, 
I don't know. I'm trying to think of who else they would have added by then. Oh, uh, I thought, I just figured that he'd pull off his mask and it's a monkey. And then he pulls off another mask and it's Patrick McGowan. Mm. That was the guy from prison, right? Patrick McGowan? I didn't just make up yes. that name off the top of my no, head. No, Patrick McGowan. Good. Then yeah. the joke stands. Yes. Would you like to take a question from the peanut gallery? I would love to take a question from the peanut gallery. Okay. I'm allergic to peanuts. The first question is from J.P. Spaulding of the J.P. Oddcast and mm-hmm. the Talk Chat Show with Lizelle Estepona. And a, f- a former guest of uh, the Shaky Town Radio Hour. This is true. Brody, Gene, what if God was one of us? Uh, just a slob like one of us? Just a stranger on the bus trying to make his way home? That is the Back up to heaven all alone, just like a holy rolling stone. Uh, what if, you know? I, I think we're presupposing the existence of God. I think your straw man argument is knocked down. But let's... <laughs> <laughs> Boom, done. But let's take the assumption you've, for you've, That's the classic begging the question, my friend. <laughs> let's, let's take the assumption as... First, for the argument's sake. Sure. And that there is a divine being. Because I, I was going to say, what if... I, I, Who's not to say he isn't? Or I think. Well, you know what? Now here, here's this is the secular humanist thing. God is one of us because we mankind invented God, Mm -hmm. God and gods. Therefore, they are part and parcel, uh, one of us. All of the gods that man has invented reflect human nature in some way, even if uh, only the desire for omnipotence and omniscience. Mm. Boom. Question answered. Jackass. I like the Kevin Smith dogma model of God where he slash she comes down and hangs out and plays pinball and or ski ball. It was a ski ball tournament. Where it's uh uh well wasn't uh, wasn't uh, It's Harold of Harold and Maude, but it's also Alanis Morissette. Right. Right. Right, right, right. Bud Court also of my favorite Wes Anderson film, The Life Aquatic. With Steve Zissou? Yeah. That movie makes Rushmore's not your favorite. No, Rushmore was okay. I couldn't relate because, I mean... Because you're an underachiever? <laughs> kind of. Um, I could definitely relate to Zizzo in the movie. Because you like knit hats? That, there's that part of it. And jumpsuits? That movie came out and I saw it... I took this girl out on a date to that um, movie. Um, it was our first date. Mm-hmm. She was a Mormon girl who was going to school in Flagstaff, mm-hmm. way younger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, totally... Like 12? <laughs> no... Um, I'm not legal in Arizona. <laughs> in, in in the parts that border with Utah, uh, if it's a town controlled by uh, whatever that guy's name is, by those crazy Mormons, the guys they modeled. Uh, and this is the second big love Hollis, reference. Hollis Green, <laughs> right? Um, Sincerely yours, Hollis Green. <laughs> um, now see. That was when Big Love was awesome. <laughs> when it was like crazy, like Twin Peaks. Like all of a sudden, it was Twin Peaks. And people, that's what a lot, most of the audience didn't seem to dig that though. I know because they're idiots. <laughs> I dug it. I don't want to see, I don't want to see tense scenes of, of, you know, Nikki and Barb like exchanging, you know, dirty looks at each other. Right. I want to see like crazy, you know, transvestite Mormon leaders of cults and people getting their arms chopped off. Yeah, yeah. Which apparently uh, the late Hollis Green. Apparently he did not survive. <laughs> Big Love is crazy. Got crazy. But not so crazy as they were going to have a one-armed Hollis Green running around. Right, right. I was disappointed when they wrapped that up. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Not to digress. Did you see the finale? I did. Should we talk about it? Should we say spoiler alert for this? Big <laughs> if anybody cares, sure, we can talk about it. What did you think? I mean, Bill's a martyr at the end. Well, but I don't think... It, mm, see, I think... Um, who was it? I think it was the AV Club writer whose name escapes me who was talking about... Um, it's not so much he's a martyr as he gets a, a, a glimpse of of divine... He has his moment of divine clarity, mm-hmm. and humans can't live after having those moments of divine clarity. Right. So whether he's viewed as a martyr by his church that he's established is one thing, but it's it's his story. Right. It's basically his story. Um, I just hope he's an angry, vengeful poltergeist. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I, I talked online with a, with a couple people about it, and it's just like I. I have a hard time having any feelings about it at all. I mm-hmm. think they just wrapped it up. It basically felt like they wrapped it up. And I, I think the last couple episodes uh, were... I, 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 I think they, they went kind of... They went to crazy town in the last couple seasons. And I, I, I think they tried to ground the end. Yeah. In, in for a penny, in for a pound. I really think, you know, if you're going to do it, then... Just go completely, you know, balls out and go nutso. Right. Gesundheit, dog. It was pretty Gesundheit. It was pretty, pretty nutso that he basically, you know, was trying to get polygamy recognized in the Utah Senate. Yeah. You know, but, but, but it was, but that was like, you know, that was crazy in like a model UN sort of way. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like, Hollis Green and his crazy ass. And they brought Robert Patrick in for like three episodes. And it's like, okay, you don't bring, you know, the T-1000 in and not have him be made of a mimetic polyalloy liquid metal. You know, <laughs> it's like, what was he there for? Did, did Was like, you know, somebody like buddies with him? And it's like, oh, we'll get you on a couple episodes. You can make a couple mortgage payments. I mean, because <laughs> he basically just sat around going, man, 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 man. Yeah. Last thing I had seen him on was Burn Notice prior to that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And before that, I saw him in person at the 2000, I'm going to say nine, St. Patrick's Day Parade in downtown Los Angeles as like, what do you call the head of the parade? The Grand Marshal. Yes, he was the Grand Marshal, Grand Marshal of the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Did he have the, did he have like the fake uh, stabby arms and he was just going through the crowd like just gutting people? Because <laughs> that would be awesome. Some guy's like, Terminator! And he's like, yeah, Terminator. <laughs> you recognize <laughs> me from that film. <laughs> See, I should have been a... I, I should have... Uh, been a Terminator? I, I should have yelled out his character name from um, from Sopranos season two. Mm. Scatino, bust right, down! Right, 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 right. <laughs> Order a bunch more cases of water. <laughs> um, it's no good, T. It's no good. <sighs> what are you going to do, T? <laughs> um... Uh, yeah no uh, so yeah that's I mean you know spoiler alert notwithstanding I just don't think it was that there was not much to it mm-hmm. you know um, yeah so yeah and Carlos Jackot gets to kill another person and end up being a crazy guy and who did he kill before I'm not familiar with uh, that actor outside that show he's worked for Joss Whedon on pretty much every show he I think he was described as the hat trick in he was on Buffy and Angel and Firefly. I've been seeing a lot of writers from those shows. I've been attending Ben Blacker's panels for 826LA at... Are they Meredith. Firewood panels? Wait, wait. Check this out. Ben Blacker of the Thrilling Adventure Hours. 
TV writing panels for A26LA at Nerdist Industries at Meltdown Comics. That's a lot of shit. A lot of people put it on. Um, You're putting me on. <laughs> and I've been listening to Thrilling Adventure Hour podcast. I, oh, yeah, I, that's I, great. I, it's wonderful. I, yeah. I, I drive around a lot for my new job. And um, I... It's not like they do shabby work. <laughs> I wouldn't have asked them to come on the podcast if they were No, no. Well, at the time, they had, didn't have a podcast. And so I'm they, just saying their work in general. Oh, no. Their work is awesome. Um, and they didn't, you know, they launched the podcast in like January, but it, it was one of those things like, I'll get around to that. And so I finally did this month, and I've been burning through them, and they're great. Yeah, I, I haven't listened to the last couple they put up, but yeah, um, it's totally worth listening to. And now that I'm working again and can I like in theory, afford to go to things right. more that are not free. I've been going to a lot of free things. Oh, yeah, and I went and saw Brandy Posey's show uh, How was it? at the All-Star Lanes in Eagle Rock. It was good. Uh, a lot of funny... I saw Mike Burns. I wasn't familiar with him before. Oh, yeah, he's funny. I, I knew you would know uh, mm-hmm. of him, and he it was hilarious. Um, everybody else was, too, and Brandy's great. I love Brandy. Um, we love her. She's pretty awesome. But... You said she's pretty. I said she's awesome. You said she's pretty. Come on. Awesome. I heard the call. Semicolon. <laughs> hyphen. Yeah. It's like African American. Pretty hyphen awesome. Nice. See, here's what's going to happen now. Because mm. the same thing happens anytime I praise Natasha Leggero. Uh-huh. Which I do a lot because I like her work. You like her, dude. It becomes a bat. That's what it becomes. <laughs> anyway, my point being, there are other great comedians on the show. Yes, my point being is you're a dog. Dude. These are the two I'm remembering. Brandy Posey and Mike Burns. That's why I'm very careful to say I respect Brandy Posey and find her amusing. <laughs> no, I think she's pretty. Awesome. Mike Burns is pretty pretty too. He's an attractive man. He talked a lot about his penis. Did he? <laughs> he did. Always talking about it, never whipping it out. <laughs> um, that was, it's a good show, everyone. You should check it out. It's called Four for Twenty. You're in Los Angeles. It's called Four for Twenty. Four comedians with twenty minute sets each. That's good. I like that. Yeah. What am I doing? I can pull up. I can tell you who's on the show. You should, and I think you should. Well, Mike Burns, Brandy Posey. There's also an MC. Oh, I see. So. Oh, Brandy doesn't MC the show. She I, she maybe does sometimes. We'll have her on our show, and we'll talk to her about it. Please, can and, we do that? Um, can we? I'm, plus, we got to clear the air about this uh, this attraction you have there. I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't. That's like, right. Have you have you stopped beating your wife, Brody? <laughs> That's exactly exactly. Are you a fag in a cage? <laughs> I've never heard that. Really? That it's a horrible oh, here, saying. Right. It is totally a horrible saying. It's, it's like third grade. You explain it while I look up. Uh, well, no, I ask you a question. Are you a fag in a cage? Despite all my rage. Despite I'm all your still rage. Just... Are you a fag in a cage? Yes or no? <laughs> I'm gonna say no. Fag on the loose. And then you yell fag on the loose and point at the person. You never. That's that must not have gotten past the it's, Sierra Nevadas. It must not have. Mm. It, is that is this a weird archaeology thing? No, or? no, it was like a third grade thing. It was like there was a horrible game called Smear the Queer, which yeah, was uh, I don't know how horrible that is. And I always like to think of it in terms of like, you know, that Saudi queer, you know, like something queer is going on here. I don't know, something queer is going on here. Mike Burns, okay, Brandy Posey. We've established that. Hosted by David Venhausen. Okay, you familiar with him? I am not. He's pretty funny. I might have. I might have seen him. Uh, are you familiar with Cat Radley? No. 
She is a Catholic school teacher um, and 26-year-old virgin. That's the name of that movie, right? 40-year-old virgin? Oh, okay. Well, I'm pretty sure she's 26 or so. She talks about her virginity in her act. Is she still a virgin? Yes. Hmm. Or is that just an act? Could be. Who knows? It, uh, hmm. Tony Clifton wasn't really a dude with a... Who hung out with Showgirl. Well, actually, Andy Kaufman did probably. I was going to say, I'm thinking he probably did. And the show was closed out by Andy Peters, who was funny. They were all funny. It's just that Mike Burns was especially, like, gave me a headache. And only usually Neil Hamburger gives me a headache. <laughs> In a good way. In a good way, like laughing so hard. Right, right, right. Um, and uh, any praise that I have for Brandy Posey's stand-up, I will say for when she's actually here in front of us. Mm. But I, I she do... can gaze longingly into her oh, eyes. Oh, Jesus Christ. Ha ha! So are you saying that, that you should not appreciate the feminine form? I, this is going to take now a weird thing into feminism. No, of course you should. And of, of all forms, human forms. No, but we're built to be attracted to the opposite sex. I mean, generally speaking, aside from 10% of the population, which apparently is not. I just prefer to talk about, and I just, and maybe this is some weird hang up of mine and maybe it's like objectification, but I prefer to talk that way about complete strangers as opposed to people I'm actually acquainted with. Uh, for example, um, America's Next Top Model. I can tell you what I think of the girls on that show. They're all kind of dumb. <laughs> I'm just making a blanket statement based on all the cycles of the NTM I've seen. But, like, if it's... Except for, uh, what's your face? Uh, um, oh, God. Um, no, I've totally drawn a blank. Easy, breezy, beautiful couple girl. <laughs> um, what's her face? Oh, my God. Laura? Won... No, the no. The Southern she... girl? Who no, she won... No, no, this is... This is a... I don't know what cycle they're in. 47 or 50. I have no idea. Um, Danny. Okay, that yeah. might have been before the cycle. Way, way. This is like cycle four, but I will also talk about the attractiveness of Survivor cast members. Yeah, I know no one's Um But what the crap? Jeans spontaneously St- bleeding. Stigmata. Um, you have mosquitoes in here? No. Maybe you got bit by the dog. No, I don't think I did. Stigmata. Would you like some hair of the dog that bit you? No. Make sure it's not raspberry jelly. Are, uh, are your walls bleeding? It could um, be. We, this was built on an Indian burial ground. Um, yeah. So yeah, but you know, when it when it when it comes to like actual, you, that's a hangup, dude. That's totally like here. comedians or musicians or you know people I know from wherever. Then it seems kind of unsightly. Is that the unseemly? word? Unseemly. Unseemly. Mm. Unsightly is what you would call people if you did not think they were attractive. <laughs> yes, totally. Uh, yeah, no, it just seems unseemly to talk about uh, people that way, men or women. I think you're wrong. Okay. No, I mean, I'm just... I, I, I equally don't... And, and strangely enough, when it comes to... Well, no, I guess that's not strange. I don't like to call anybody unsightly, whether I know them or not, because I, I don't really truly believe anybody is unsightly. I think people can behave in ugly ways, but I don't think that human beings are ugly. Oh, yeah, they are. <laughs> I, 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 I honestly think that there's a, um, there's a reason why you people view people as attractive or unattractive. Okay. I mean, as far as, I mean, well, certainly there's science backing up the whole, is this person appropriate to mate with? Yeah. You know, regular features, um, you know, uh, 
symmetrical features kind of thing. Right. You know, it's, it's, I think there's something to that. That's not to say that they are not bad, you know, they're, they are not good people or have a nice personality or whatever you want right, to say. Right. But, but I do think that there's stuff to back up the, the whole, <laughs> that person's kind of fugly, you know, kind of thing. So. So thank you for your question, J.P. Spaulding. <laughs> yes. The answer, well, I already answered that way a long freaking time ago. Yeah. What if God was one of us? Yeah, he is one of us. Or she. Or it. Should we talk about how hot Lizelle is? See? You have no problem saying that. Because that was the joke that oh, I, shift, I suddenly shifted I my see. position. I didn't realize that. I like her a lot, and she's a wonderful person. Lizelle's great. We should mm-hmm. have her back on the show. Yeah. Without J.P. dragging her down like a boat anchor. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Um, Man, I say we. Uh, all right, sign well, thanks, off. thanks everybody. Uh, we'll see you in, in twenty four hours. And I find you all attractive. Yeah, some of you more than others. It's like animal form. This song is called "Here We Come from Juniper Creek," and it was part of a HBO Big Love promotional item called "A Juniper Creek Christmas," uh, put together by Adeline and Roman Grant. Uh, who are actually the characters played by Mary Kay Place and Harry Dean Stanton. You can find us on the internet at shakytownradio.com. You can Twitter us at at shakytownradio. You can like us on Facebook at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash shakytownradio. Send us an email at shakytownradio at gmail.com or call us on the Shakytown Radio hotline at 626-66-SHAKE. That's 667-4253. That's the same number. We're 200 